Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to another episode of Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport roundup. This is episode 25. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to kick off with hot off the press, hot news about Valtteri Bottas, probably what we all have known for some time. But where's he going, Tiff? Alfa Romeo, yes, we all thought it would happen, and he's gone there now today. Then, then they haven't announced Mercedes. Why don't they sort of do the obvious thing and announce George? I suppose they want all the headlines for Alfa today, and then they'll wait for another day so they can get the headlines for Mercedes. No, but the interesting thing is who's going to join him? Because, you know, most people think, you know, Giovinazzi, you know, because he's Italian, but there's this Schumacher lurking in the background, and if, you know, Ferrari wants to see Schumacher given the proper test... Um, the, the, I think um, there's more people think it might be Schumacher alongside and poor old um, Giovinazzi. He's had a good, he's had about three or four years to try and uh, prove himself in a difficult alpha. Qualified seventh. I think he probably maybe knew it was coming because he qualified his best qualifying, I think, at, uh, in Holland. But yeah, it's, it's great. Valtteri's going. That's good for him because he's now going to be a team leader and, you know, he can get on with his life with a nice, nice paycheck and be a Grand Prix driver for several more years. Uh, and hopefully we'll see George in there. But um, we will see. Now, we will see George know. there. Of course we will. And and I think I think it's a good move all round. And how is how is it going to be next year with George and Lewis? And we can only yeah. only yeah. salivate over that because being British. Now it's the race for Williams, of course. You know, because if that's happened, and you know, there's there's Red Bull trying to get Alexander Albon in there, which I think would be fantastic because I think he's so deserved at least a second year in Grand Prix racing. I think every driver probably needs two years to to prove whether they're good enough or not. Um, but then there's all this, you know, Mercedes are blocking its stories from, from Red Bull. Of course, Mercedes got their own uh, Nick de Vries, who won the Formula E Championship, who's been a Mercedes boy for years and was, he was a talented, you know, Formula 2 winner. So de Vries is a, is a candidate. And then standing in the background, there's Jack Aitken, Britain's Aitken. He, he might be at Williams. So uh, plenty more uh, fun and games in the who sits where next year in Formula 1. Well, let's talk about Formula One a little bit more um, in depth, which uh, is the, the kind of highlight of this show, really, and the fact that it was the uh, Dutch Grand Prix uh, returned yeah. as, returned after what last time it was in Holland was in 1985, I think. So, uh, and and home something like home territory of Max Verstappen, who kind of dominated <laughs> all weekend. And I was so pleased for the Dutch fans. There's nothing better your home Grand Prix, your home fans. And your homeboy comes uh, well, of course, through the goods. The build-up press was stolen by Kimmy retiring. So that was a bit of steal. <laughs> Kimmy, Kimmy got the press first for retiring, which, yeah, it's time, Kimmy. We, we love you. We'd love you to stay forever. But the time had to come. Uh, but then, of course... Yeah, let me stop you there. It amazes me with Kimmy, the amount, of, the amount of love he gets. He comes... I know he's the Iceman, it's all a bit of a facade, but he comes across <laughs> me in such an arrogant bloke. He, so miserable. I like someone that's got a bit of personality. And where's their oh, heart on their sleeve? That's why you don't like me. Okay, now I see why you don't like me so much. <laughs> yeah. You but don't yes. like my miserable heart. It's time for okay. Kimmy to go. What a what a innings, what a great career he's but, had. But then, and then, of course, he got COVID. So the first, <laughs> yeah. the first race of his retirement period, uh, he got his COVID. He's got Kubica back in again. But I think everyone's delighted to see Kubica have, a, have another. Kubica or Kubica? I'm not Kubica. never quite sure. Um, so Robert was back. But yeah, of course, it was Max's weekend. And uh, this amazing bullring of a circuit. Spectacular, you know, watching one car. But we all feared, as I said on this podcast last week, you know, it was going to be a procession. Of course, it was. Um, but qualifying was really exciting, you know, because Lewis was on it. Um, 
you know, the banking was a Gasly qualified fourth, Ferrari were okay, Giovinazzi, as I said, had seven, which is quite surprising. Both Williams crashing. Uh, George trying to get into the top 10. He was 11th, you know, trying to get into the top 10. He's, he's regular now. Uh, Saturday, brilliance. Uh, this time, he, he outpaced himself. And, uh, of course, Latifi crashed as well. Um, Lando off the pace. He had that awful crash in Belgium and doesn't seem to have really got his... Geo Mojo, Mojo, Geo. I'm thinking of Giovinazzi because <laughs> uh, he, you know, he only qualified what he qualified 11th or 12th, I think. Yeah. No, his 13th was he off the pace. Ricciardo only 10th because uh, the Alpines are getting stronger. Uh, bad weekend for McLaren though. Perez again stressed up there. He fell off in Belgium, you know, that warming up lap, and then he didn't even make it out of Q1. Um, I think he got out of the pits last and complained all the backing up, which happens at these short circuits, same as Monaco. He didn't get to start, you know, what would have been his, his last chance to get out. Um, so, you know, the, the Hasses headlining again. <laughs> they argue between each other for who's the worst at the back of the field. And this time, Nikita Mazepin, it was his turn, apparently, to be the first out of the garage for the final qualifying run. But somehow Schumacher got ahead of him. So Mazepin's coming alongside and trying to barge wheels. Then, of course, you know, um, Vettel's arriving on a fast lap and, and finds two Hasses side by side. The, they went on to hit each other in the race as well, the Hasses. Just, it's so bizarre. I can't, I can't. It's just the most bizarre uh, thing ever when, when uh, teams are racing against each other. I know the red mist when you when yeah. you know, your helmet's on and the, and the, flag, and the lights go yeah. out, but uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> But the race itself was the procession, yeah, a bit of fun. I mean, it's spectacular, that banking, but, uh, you know, you can't overtake down the inside of the tighter turn three bank. You just can't quite get the, the job done. Um, but at the end, you know, Max wins by, what was it, 20 seconds ahead of Lewis. Yeah, but that was 50 seconds ahead of Max. A little bit distorted because Lewis did come in and yeah, get they stopped for the, the fastest, fastest laps. Yeah. But, but and still. everybody else lapped. Yeah. Everybody else lapped. Incredible. But then, to, to be the fair, whole field. <laughs> But a lot of the youngsters, when I say, God, it was a boring race, you know, they'll point out that in the 60s, 50s, 70s, you'd often have, you know, wins by a minute and two minutes, you know. So stop complaining about modern Grand Prix racing TIFF. It was, you know, don't look through <laughs> rose tinted glasses. There's a huge difference in the old days when we had these races where someone won by a minute. It's the reliability was so awful. And so, you know, if this had been 40 years ago, We'd all be listening to Verstappen. Is that a bit of a misfire I've heard? You know, is the gearbox playing up? Is the exhaust pipe about to fall apart? Will the clutch last? So, so you know, 50 years ago, there was always this tension, even to the last lap, in case there was a mechanical problem because there's so many retirements. But almost this reliability now is one of Formula 1's biggest problems because, you know, you don't have that anymore, you know. I remember Lewis blew an engine, big flames, about three years ago when he lost the title. Was that when he lost the title to Rosmo that year, I think? Well, I Everyone know. was so shocked, you know, an engine had blown mm. up in the middle of a race. But I remember um, the, the days of Mansell and Senna, you know, the reliability was... was still, yeah, it yeah, wasn't it was, perfect, yeah. It wasn't, by a, by, so, by, by a long way. Of course, also, you know, 50, 60 years ago, one car going through a corner, I would still maintain, was more exciting. You can see the whole drive, you can see his hands sliding, you see the opposite lock. So that's my other way of ticking a box as to how exciting a formula is. You know, if, if one car on its own doesn't excite you, then, you know, the formula needs moving. And the formula's changing next year. We'll wait and see. Um, but great, um, you know, Alfa Tori, Gasly fourth, really good run. Ferrari's middle of the top ten. Um, who else do we have running? Well, the Alpines, I said, they filled up the sort of middle of the top ten. 
Uh, Sergio Perez is off his qualifying, and then he had a gearbox change started the back. He had good fun, so he got up to, to, to eight in the end. Um, but of course, you know, when you got the best car by far, which you know, his teammate was proving out front, I mean, all weekend he was barely within a second of Max. Incredible, you know. So I mean, Sergio's just lucky. There's, there's no more, no more uh, Red Bull drivers queued up to kick him out next year. He's got the deal for another year. Incredible. Um, Did you see the part? There? So there's a part in it where uh, Bottas was giving some team orders to hold Perez up. And uh, so he did it. Uh, well, he didn't do it very gracefully, did he? He sort of. Held, I didn't see that a bit. Um, and, uh, uh, and and sort of barged into. No, what am I talking about? It wasn't even. It wasn't. It was Ricciardo. I'm sorry. Uh, was okay. Uh, yeah. So um, and uh, had a little bit of a argy bargy. Um, also, yeah, because because Lando got by uh, Ricciardo at the end, finished yeah. for ninth and tenth. Also, um, the, the Vettel cr- uh, spin on the on the banking circuit that was uh, that was one of the highlights. There weren't very many highlights, really. It was a bit of a <laughs> well. Like, I was, was, a, I was at Salon Privé all day, so I didn't see it live. I was at Salon Privé. I was watching someone else's monitor for a while, but uh, so I, I, I time started it last night. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't stop very often to watch. Let wheel, me tell you, the wheel highlight- bagging, the Lando yeah. Lando Perez wheel bagging. That was good when when uh, Perez went around the outside with better tires, better grip, and. Uh, Lando didn't give in easily. Yeah, the highlight for me was the ending when all the razzmatazz, all yeah, the, it was wonderful. All, all the, the orange flares going off and the fireworks. <laughs> ah, that was so good. Max <laughs> must have felt like he's on cloud nine. Must have, <laughs> must have been his best <laughs> ever win. So, and, it, and, and also shame, shame for Sonoda or Sonoda. Just thinking of other disappointments. He's the, the rising star of Yukio. It seems to have faded badly, and uh, he didn't qualify very well. He went out with an engine problem. So Yuki's having a bit of a hard time at the moment. So you say what else? No, and I was just going to say, and also, of course, uh, there was the W Series, which was there supporting um, and F3. So I don't know whether... Yeah, you we'll come to, to those, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, George, of course, went out with the gearbox. Max has now got a three-point lead. So it's going to be an exciting series all the way down the line. And, There's and, Formula 3, of course, the support events. Yeah, which um, yeah, it was it was um, pretty exciting. It was good yeah, well, it looked good because they're all big pack around that. But you know, the opening laps through that turn three banking, it was, they were all high and low, and it looked <laughs> like NASCAR, and it was spectacular. But then once the race settled, you know, uh, the first sprint race reverse it was run by Charles Leclerc, who qualified tenth. If we started third, uh, Victor Martins, he came out quite well from fifth on the second sprint race to win that one. But it was Charles, not always I don't Dennis think Charles Howell, Leclerc was in the F three, was he? Tiff? I've got the wrong Leclerc. <laughs> He's gone What's his down. name? What's his name? Uh, his brother. I forgot. Yes, yeah, his brother, Leclerc. <laughs> Mr. Leclerc. <laughs> Monsieur Leclerc. Is it Michael Leclerc? Yeah, anyway, the other Leclerc. Um, but Norway's Dennis Hauger, who was on pole for the main race, won that from start to finish. And uh, they go for one more round, but well, one more triple header for Formula 3s. And he's now 31 points in the year. So a Norwegian Dennis Hauger looks very much favourite for the title. The Brits in a very good weekend. Ollie Caldwell's best with a sixth. Johnny Egg was 15th and Jonathan Hoggard 20th. So, again, no joy for the Brits in F3. But British domination in the W Series. They're doing well, aren't they? <laughs> the, the ladies yeah. are doing incredibly well. But all six of our British drivers were in the top 10 with the finish. I mean, it's just a fantastic uh, achievement. Of course, the first two out front were Alice Powell beating Jamie Chadwick. And she's, they're now equal on points with uh, two weekend, two races to go in Mexico and the United States Grand Prix. Um, but, you know, the, Texas. where's it all going? This is what, because I mean, in, in um, I think it's Mexico the second one. So either Alice Powell or Jamie Chadwick will be given a half a million dollars 
for winning a championship that they were paid all paid for everything you know if jamie wins it again she'll have earned a million dollars and i don't know where there's obviously massive financial investment that they must have spent a hundred million pounds i would say you know with these lucky lucky young girls women um having this fantastic race series and it's a brilliant shot window for them but of course you know jamie chadwick went and did a formula three series at the end of the last season you know got blew away by the, the young men uh, in the same team with Prima. So I can't see any of the current girls be a Grand Prix driver at all. Um, so I think what it boils down to with the W Series, that the investors are saying, well, it's it's opening the eyes to young girls. And I agree. Yeah. You know, if, if we can find Maxine Verstappen karting in Holland, you know. Um, and I think the biggest test will be is where if we see that there are more girls buying karting licences this winter, that would almost prove to me that the W Series is working because it's getting more girls to instead of going to the pony club to go to the kart track. Um, but where do they get their money back? The W Series itself. On <laughs> sponsors, I guess. They must I mean, it's fantastic they're doing it, you know, because I think it is, you know, encouraging more and more young girls to have a crack at, at four-wheel racing. But um, it's wonderful for the girls in it. I mean, there must be so many. The young lads, the 18, 17-year-old. Oh, so, dis so despondent. She's, the people that are she's so winning. Good. She's getting... Yeah, she's getting half a million dollars for winning a and series I, that she's... And I'm, I'm, I'm desperate. That quicker. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, so... Uh, and, but in this world now, it's, it's a really funny... It's an odd world because you're, you're allowed to have a, a series like that and you're allowed to, uh, you know, to, this is a women's only series, but you do it the other way around and it's not... It's kind of frowned upon, but of course women are welcome in, <laughs> in any motorsport. Well, every, uh, every, yeah, every, every male championship can have women in it. You know. I mean, Tatiana Calderon's seen the best women, but she's struggling a bit in the Super Formula in Japan. Well, to be fair, she hasn't done all the races. Um, but it is fun. I mean, the great thing about Alice Powell or, or you know, Jamie Chadwick, you know, maybe they get professional drives to race at Le Mans, and that sort of LMP2, LMP3. Um, so it will open up opportunities for the girls doing it now. Um, but none of them are going to, you know, leap into Formula One. I, I very much not, doubt. Pro probably not from this generation, but it will inspire a whole new yeah, generation. Well, that, that's what they hope for. What it's but as about. I said, you know, where do they get their money back when they've spent 100 billion pounds? So far, uh, and, 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 and why, what, why, and why, why do what? they think it was necessary to give yeah. us half a million dollar? You could give them up thousand pounds first prize, and the, the women would have been delighted. You know, yeah, here's a free, free series, race. yeah, free, free season racing, go all over the world. We're off to Texas, yeah. uh, Circuit of America's next week, uh, in two weeks' time, and uh, uh, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's, if, I it, if it inspires a generation, then then great. But yeah. where is the money coming from? Sponsorship for the TV yeah. rights, but, uh, um, but, but but very good. And, and our own Vicky Piria, she started eleventh and finished eleventh. Very technical yeah. circuit, she said. Very difficult to overtake, as we all know. Yeah, so she, she, she felt it was on the pace. She was more on the pace, but couldn't quite get by. Yeah. But of course, you know, two two women that have moved on to a more professional series, um, Sophia Flourish and Esme Hawkey, they were out in DTM. Uh, DTM, which is a really exciting GT3 series, plenty of sponsorship in there. They're at the Red Bull Ring, uh, but both races were won by the Red Bull protege Liam Lawson in his Ferrari. Uh, and Albon, his teammate, was, had a fourth and then a punctured finish. Uh, but you know, it's Philip Ellis that nobody's really heard of in Britain. Philip Ellis, good for you. Everyone tweet for Philip. You know, he, in his mercy, he had a third and a fourth, uh, and he's now Where's fifth over on the Where's points. Where's Philip from? So tell me a bit about Philip Ellis. Tell us a bit about Philip I don't Ellis. know. I don't know enough. <laughs> he's put me on the spot now. Go Google <laughs> Philip Ellis. He won the British cheating championship, but he's, you know, he's just a really hard grafting bloke. Good. He's gone good out and you. got these yeah. drives. There are the two women that have, have gone there. Esme, um, Esme, Esme had two sixteenths. 
And Savia flourished, finished one behind her in the first race and one ahead of her in the second race. So it was one all for the for the women in TTM. <laughs> but you know, there's there's still you know they are are towards the back of the field still. But uh, maybe they'll move up. It's hard to say where this is all going, but uh, it is great the W Series. It just looks good. It's good to see the women having a crack. Look, the more women in motorsport, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, but but yeah. but likewise, I think you and I we're, we're old school. <laughs> it should be um, meritocracy. So it, the best yeah. the best drivers should have the best opportunities so and they should be in formula one or nascar or le mans so it it, Uh, i just feel for these people i know what it's like now you know after doing a very amateur sort of uh, season um but i know what it's like and it it must be so disheartening for these incredibly good guys that don't get drives uh in 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 the I had an email when, when we were at Brands Hatch, we were the caterers. It was a fantastic Formula Ford race, his national Formula Ford race. Now, I'm going to forget his name now, which is really annoying him, but I had an email from him. Uh, but he did this round the outside move at um, Paddockill Bend and he won two races. But so, so, and I, and I, the, I told the start line marshals we were up to go film, you know, telling Tiff thinks that was amazing. So he's contacted me, he's saying, Can I help? You know, which well, I can't really, apart from any introductions. <laughs> but, you know, he's got no money now, you know, where to go. And, uh, there are so many like that. He's obviously a very talented young driver that he must be looking at that W series and say, oh, can't there be a teenage boy? But, you know, it needs someone to pay for it. It always needs someone to pay for it it's somewhere. It's expensive business. But I tell you a cheap way to do it. We'll come on to that at the end. We'll leave that for the end. But uh, I did a bit of cheap motor racing that I um, wasn't planning on doing uh, over the weekend. But we'll come on to that in a moment. Let's... let's um, Next, spikes. Uh, spikes. Yeah. Magnicur. Three wins, three wins for this Turkey top track Razgatlioglu. It seems quick, to be a good. Quicker, it, seems, it seems to be a good track for bikes, Tiff. Mangikor. Yeah, it is. They love it. I think everybody loves Mangikor. I never raced there, but all the drivers I know say it's great. But you know, this battle with Jonathan Ray, the British formerly dominant Brits, he's now taken the points lead, but uh, he actually got docked the middle race, which they call the Super Pole race, because uh, in track limits, they have got amazing track limits in bikes. You know, you just go touch the green with your responder. And, you know, you're pinged. So he had to give one of his three wins to Jonathan Ray. So that championship was going to go to the very end. Uh, British Superbikes entertained at Sunny Sneston, a glorious day out if you're a bike lover. Uh, Taron McKenzie getting two wins, while his teammate Jason Haller and the other Yamaha runner uh, won the other one. So great bikes. Always entertaining to watch. Um, I have to come to NASCAR. I don't know, maybe not many people... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're growing. I was asleep. We had one of the most amazing last five or ten laps of NASCAR. So you're talking, you're talking about this 170, 180 mile an hour oval. And of course, Carl Larson, you might know him by now in the number five Chevrolet, um, dominated. He was the quickest car all day. And he just, every time it was a restart, restarted from pole, pulled away a three or four second lead. But the whole problem with NASCAR is you have to pit in the green flag and you never know when a yellow flag's coming. And right towards the last 40 laps, he got caught out with a yellow. He pitted, four other cars hadn't which meant he then had to restart, um, I think it was fourth, for the sort of final restart. So he muscled his way back up to second. He follows Denny Hamlin, who'd been closest to him with the rest of the pack in a Toyota, you know, hunting him down. They get close, but they take error like Formula One. But Larson's got this habit that he's now renowned for. I mean, he goes around the walls at 170, 180 miles an hour, like one inch from the wall, one inch. Crazy. And he goes into the turn, you know, having slowed enough, he thinks... And he just, because that's the quicker way, that wider line. But Hamlin knew this. So Hamlin was blocking the top line. So every time he got close, the arrow. Anyway, the final lap, 
he's like four car lengths in the lead, Hamlin. Now, Hamlin obviously backed off a bit more than normal, maybe at the last turn. Well, last turn, three and four is, you know, the last single turn. So Larson just hardly breaks. Let it hit the wall deliberately, hit the wall. So he's now sliding round the wall, using the wall, going about five miles an hour faster than Hamlin. Hits the back of Hamlin, it gives him a shove forwards. He then hits the wall again, and there's smoke coming off his fenders on his front tire. Um, you know, he was just hoping and praying that you know Hamlin would see him coming, maybe just give him that high line. But it was the most astounding, you know, finish. And um, you know, last of the interviews afterwards, you know, this huge smile on his face, you know, there's a smouldering wreckage because he had two punctures <laughs> on the right hand side. I mean, I know there's long, boring periods within it. But it's, uh, you know, I mean, you know, this is, we're now going into this last 16, getting knocked down to the last 12. Four of the um, top 16 of these playoffs had huge shunts, so retired. So Mike Medell, Kyle Bush, he wasn't happy. He never is. Uh, William Byron and Chase Elliott, they're all out the bottom. And the four get knocked out after the, you know, two more races. So, of course, a lot of tension in the NASCAR world at the moment. But talking of heroes, I mean, Carl Larson is good. But someone I know got into his catering, drove to Croft on Saturday night, having not going to be able to do the race, cancelled doing it. And now things changed, the date changed. And Paul, I mean, that's just magnificent. You drove to Croft. You never driven around Croft at all. You had, what was it, 20-minute qualifying in the morning when you qualified 10th and then got to 7th in the race. And, um, you know, that's, that's not an easy track to learn. I used to have a, a rule of thumb that I could learn a track in 12 laps and I'd be nearly on the pace. Because, I mean, yeah, my day of racing, we hadn't had any testing or, you know, practice at all as I was you know, jumping into different cars. But you only got nine laps of Croft, <laughs> which is a very tricky technical circuit. And then you drove home on, on the Sunday night. That's what Caterham Academy maybe should be like. I think maybe there's too much of these, so many track days available now for, for you lot to go and rent, you know, go out and have a day's holiday, take time off work and to test. So I thought it was brilliant. That's what it should be like. And it I, really you know, should be. What you, sort of, but did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Was, it was probably my favourite race of the season so far. Oh, it really? was amazing. So oh, we, actually, I was out for my... So I, I couldn't go because of Ella's birthday. I was out for dinner yeah. with her Saturday. So we went up early, early Sunday morning. So oh. um, so so five-hour drive up there but, because I had to stop twice for fuel. Um, yeah. Fuel straight up there. Got up there nice and early. Did my first ever trap walk, which was really good fun. The weather was... Really did cool. you? Yeah, did a track walk. Did, which... did you go online? Did you go online to look at other people's No, laps? I didn't, didn't have time. I didn't. Didn't have, I didn't have any time. I didn't have anything. So I was completely blind to it. No sim, no practice, nothing. And the guys have been up there all week practicing and they were on it. And, and all my colleagues are saying, all of my friends are saying, don't come. It's so technical. There's red flags every session and people in the gravel all over the place. It's awful track. Um, and then I spoke to you on Saturday evening and said, you know, what do you think? You said, do it. Absolutely do yeah. it. And I, it was the best thing I've ever done. Because normally Kate would take my car for me to the circuit. Yeah, they look yeah. after everything. It's just, just easy. But I did it, I think, how it should be done. As yeah, you just said, yeah. Tiff, jump in your car, <laughs> drive up there. I actually took my girlfriend with me as well, who fair play to her. She travelled the whole way with me. Did, did 15 minutes qualifying, then waited around for a few hours, 20 minutes on, on the race, and it was absolutely brilliant. And if it wasn't for... So you know Croft very well, Tiff. All the fast yeah. stuff, great. From the from the hairpin onwards, all the fast stuff, great. But then you've got yeah. these two corners called Sunny In and Sunny yeah. Out. 
tricky, I tricky, tricky. Just didn't have enough time to get that right. And I was so slow around yeah. there. And that made all the difference because I couldn't pull any gap. So that when I overtook, got into sixth place, uh, the, the, the guy kept getting me back there every single time and he was <laughs> taking me there because I had no speed there. And because, but it's, it, hindsight's easy, but I, it was the best race I've ever done. Uh, and, and I'm so proud and pleased to get a seventh place. I didn't think I'd ever be seventh place. So thank you. Thank you for your support. And Great. Ongoing there. Because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have gone as simple as that. Real racing. Uh, we all love it. We all love it. So anyway, it was a pretty hectic, not many races this weekend. We've already covered uh, um, Zandvoort, um, DTM and uh, the Superbikes and Caterhams. But loads coming up this weekend. Wherever you are, there's going to be too much motorsport. You know, we've got the Monza Grand Prix, Formula One. That's always a good Amazing. spectacle. Uh, Formula Two is the support there. Uh, IndyCars are back after a small break. They've got three weekends on the trot now to finish off their championship, which is very tight at the top. So IndyCars are going to be good at Portland. World Rally Championship is back in Greece. The Acropolis, the famous, not quite as tough as it used to be, the Acropolis. MotoGPs are back around Aragon. I'm now all respect. I'm an Aragon. Oh, well, that last year threw the big flat out right hand in the dip over the crest down to the tour. So they, they're going to be back to their spec. The, the, the Moto 3s will be 10 abreast. Uh, back at home, we've got to go and watch anything. The British GTs at Autumn Park, British Superbikes at Silverstone, and that's uh, exciting stuff. Oh, and of course, um, there's some NASCAR on a Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's going to be exciting. Next week's going to be exciting as well. Um, and in the Caterham, let me just say as well that uh, Freddie Chiddick's in the academy won again. So the, it oh, is. Oh yes, I think. It is oh, tight absolutely. To the top. It is so tight. You you had the same three guys up there: Fred, Mark Jones, second, who's been on every single podium in every single race, which is brilliant. Uh, and yeah. uh, Jeff Newman, the preseason favourite. Jeff's under a bit of pressure at the moment. He's uh, <laughs> he's not enjoying it as much as uh, young Freddie and Mark at the moment. And in the white group, uh, Charlie Lower, our, our, our mate Charlie Lower. So um, uh, good good for Charlie. And a very is it Charlie Leedy. Is Charlie, Charlie leading the Charlie white, probably the white leading group. the white group now. It's a, there's, we all get two drop uh, drop rounds, so it's a yeah. bit okay. we, we don't know. But um, and a brilliant second place for Giles Perry. He I think he's one of those guys that just put so much effort in, and I think a lot of people were very pleased that he managed to get a, a second place podium. So it was a bit cool. the white white group was a little bit of carnage. I think Caitlin were quite happy with um, the repair bills from the white group this weekend. <laughs> it was a bit messy, but the green group were glad, nice and smooth. So uh, it was all okay. very good. It was all good fun between so white. It all, it all ends at Snesterton then. Just just a double header at Snesterton. When's the Alamo longer we've got That's to go? The tenth of Tenth of October, double header, and I'm telling you, I'm going to get a podium. We're by hook or by crook. I've got to get a podium. I think you know, you know, Formula One just introduced the most overtakes. I'm okay. definitely, I'm definitely leading that. Best start, just, just go, most overtakes. Diary. I'm not sure I can stand the pressure. What do you say? The tenth of October. Oh, no, I'm very busy. washing your hair that day. Yeah, washing washing your hair on that day. On that, no, on yeah. that, on that note. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Yeah. Enjoy. Comments. There's some more comments. <laughs> Cheers.